And just as your next door neighbor can affect you by either junking up their yard or keeping it neat and tidy, you can affect your global neighborhood by small actions that you take every day. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. Today, I wanted to start this episode with a little exercise. I want you to raise your hand if you have ever borrowed a cup of sugar from your neighbor. What about a drill? Or even just ask them for help. Your answer might vary based on who you consider to be a neighbor. It might extend to someone on the other side of the fence or in the apartment below you or even the person in your adjacent cubicle. I'm hoping your answer also included me. I mean, we chat every week. But growing up in a small town, I knew my neighbors well. Honestly, with only 2,000 people in the population, the whole town knew each other. But there was definitely a sense that if you needed to rally the community behind something, you would be able to. And we did when it came to helping out a family in need or trying to raise money for a goal. You've probably seen the same thing even if your community isn't as small or connected. We all know that having local neighbors and getting to know them is important. The phrase borrowing a cup of sugar usually isn't used literally. But depending on our neighbors to borrow things that we need, watch our houses while we're gone, or even to just chat about the weather helps to build community, foster connections, counteract loneliness, and save our planetary resources. But there are also our global neighbors, and the same things apply. The premise of this show is that we are all neighbors living in the same hometown, Earth. One of the literal definitions of neighbor is fellow human being. We are all connected in one way or another and not just by definition. You may be lucky enough to travel, getting to experience different cultures and parts of the world that open up your eyes to how your neighbors live. Or you may never see your global neighbor's neighborhood up close. But you both are warmed by the same sun every day and dream by the same moon every night. I know that sounds a bit romanticized, but it's true. There is comfort in knowing that we are not alone. How many books have you read, inspiring stories have you watched, or songs have you listened to that made you feel something? There is comfort in knowing that other people in this world, past and present, are like you. They love deeply like you. They feel joy and fear like you. We are all connected by being human. And the internet makes it even easier to connect with our neighbors. There are support groups out there that help people suffering from losing a loved one, surviving illness, or dealing with family issues, getting consoled and advice from people across the globe. 
there are also groups to connect with around happy things too. Heck, you can even find someone on the internet that has the exact same weird quirks as you, which is why there are Facebook groups and Reddit groups dedicated to things like accomplishing something before the microwave hits zero or sharing pictures of genuinely stoked goats. Yes, those are actual groups with hundreds of thousands of members across the globe. But just as we have the same immense comfort of knowing that if in our own local neighborhood we can't find help or camaraderie, we can look to our global neighbors and find what we're looking for, there is also the same immense responsibility of knowing that we should be the ones someone else can come to for the same things. And just as your next-door neighbor can affect you by either junking up their yard or keeping it neat and tidy, you can affect your global neighborhood by small actions that you take every day. Actions like conserving water instead of letting it run, choosing to reuse instead of buying something new, or walking instead of driving your car. You are making a choice that affects someone else on this planet. Being a good local and global neighbor is extremely important as we are the key to making this whole life on earth thing work. Biologist and writer Edward O. Wilson said, if you save the living environment, you automatically save the physical environment. Omit the living and you lose them both. We are at a point where we need to come together as a neighborhood, as a community, and save the people who are in need, which will work in tandem with saving the environment and saving ourselves. Building community is central to the human experience. It allows us to come together to raise our voices as one and demand change collectively. There is a term, glocalization or glocalism. As it relates to community organizations, it refers to community organizing that sees social problems as neither local or global, but interdependent and interconnected. Local, global, they, they put the words together. I'm guessing, I'm guessing you got it. But it's organizing practices that address global problems while also addressing local problems and differences in cultures through adaptations specific to a community, their context, and their needs. For example, Kickstarter.com. It's a crowdfunding site that brings together a community of people around the world for local funding for businesses. That's glocalism. There are issues in this model since it usually is employed by larger corporations, but it also has many benefits. Climate change is a global problem, starting locally and accumulating globally. So it needs a multifaceted global solution. And we can help to address that today, starting in our own neighborhood. So how do we go about being a good neighbor and building community? Well, it all starts with us, our mindset, recognizing what lens we see the world through and then growing from there. And if you haven't already started to broaden your mindset of who your community or neighborhood is by now, this is the time. Start to be mindful that when you're out walking, you aren't just passing buildings or homes. You're passing people, families, 
when you pick up a shirt to wear. Be mindful of the person who designed it, the person who made it, the person who delivered it. I dare you to try to count the number of people you encounter in one day. Then the next day, try to count the number of people who may have been involved in cultivating each part of your life. From your sip of coffee to the piece of paper you write your grocery list on, it will start to build gratitude for others all over the world within you and help you to realize how connected we truly are. Then you're likely to start living the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Smile as you're walking past a neighbor up the stairs or picking up mail from your mailbox. When we get our mindset right, then we can move towards mutual respect. You know what's nuts? The number of ingredients in wasteful packaging and milk production. But you know what else is nuts? Joy's almond and cashew nut bases. It's literally nuts, and that's it. It's a perfect milk substitute without the wasteful packaging and unnecessary ingredients. It's nuts that only one tub of Joy can save up to seven milk cartons from a landfill. It's nuts that it can sit on your shelf for up to 18 months. It's nuts that Lena can make queso with this stuff. And to be honest, her food has never been better. But don't tell her I said that. And it's nuts that you can get 10% off of your order by using the code Lena Samford when you visit addjoy.com. Go nuts! Respect goes a long way with people and the earth. Any relationship should first be fostered in respect so that everyone knows they're in a safe space free from discrimination. Respect for all other cultures, races, gender identities, ages, social classes, abilities, and religions. I'm imagining, you know, this big welcome mat on everyone's front door that says, come as you are, with all of those crammed on there. And I'm sure you've heard the phrase, respect is a two-way street. Mutual respect is just that. It's mutual. You have to put respect out into the world in order to receive it. You can do this by getting outside of your circle of influence and meeting people new who are not like you, whether that's online or in person. Read books by and about people who aren't like you. The same goes for television, podcasts, or any media. In my opinion, travel is one of the most beneficial ways to gain respect for people who are not like you, if you have the means. Respect also comes from acknowledging. Acknowledging that we are all different, and that difference is something that makes the human experience so unique. You can also be respectful of the land, indigenous people, and history by acknowledging whose land you're on. I think I've shared it before, but I love this resource, Native Land, where you can look up what indigenous land you're on anywhere in the world. By acknowledging land as a practice, it can be a subtle way to recognize the history of colonialism and a need for change. I encourage you to look up what indigenous land you're on and learn about the culture as well as treaties and history that lie there. Putting indigenous people in a stronger, more empowered place because of your acknowledgement. So with a mindset shift and a foundation of respect for all people, you can then move forward with being helpful. Being helpful means a willingness to lend a hand and to be a resource. Being a resource can mean a lot of things. It could be a resource for physical things. Like maybe you're the person that lends out your tools 
while someone else might be the resource for fresh food grown in their backyard garden. The idea of building community through borrowing is something that has grown on me so much as I'm learning more about it. What I love about borrowing is that it not only helps to foster connections that improve our livelihood, it also helps to save the planet. We have become a planet that is focused on consumption. Now, consumption by itself is not bad when it's fulfilling our basic needs. However, it becomes a problem when we are over-consuming. Like, do we need every single thing for ourselves, even if that means it's just going to sit on a shelf for most of its life? No. We think it can fill a void or show a sign of status, but that train of thought is completely unsustainable. Happiness and health don't come from overconsumption. Wouldn't you be much happier to only borrow that drill you need once or twice a year from your neighbor and save that extra money and space for things that are actually important to you? Maybe even meaning that you don't have to keep trading as much of your time for things? I know I would. And it's not just about our happiness. It's as important as saving lives. Our overproduction and overconsumption can be a death sentence for our neighbors around the world. Some people are producing these products in unsafe conditions and unfair labor practices. Some are living in poor conditions because of their proximity to the production facilities and pollution. There are some completely innocent bystanders of our overproduction and overconsumption that leads to climate change and causes mass devastation in extreme weather events. Even in the United States, we represent less than 5% of the world's population, but consume 17% of the world's energy. And that's not clean energy. It's coming from petroleum, coal, and natural gas. And it's being used to produce and ship all of these products. Borrowing could make a big difference. Plus, it's socially rewarding to be able to lend a hand and let someone borrow something that you have that they might need. And if you're totally done with the product, there are usually neighborhood swap groups that you can find online and that make it extremely easy to extend the useful life of things that you no longer have a need for. Now, globally, we can even borrow from our neighbors. It's not exactly sugar, but some of the United States' top imports are computers, machinery, even gems and precious metals. Imagine if we could borrow, reuse, or recycle from our global neighbors instead. Okay, that might not be as attainable short-term, but we can be a global and local resource to our neighborhood through the exchange of information and ideas, not just physical things. The exchange of diverse perspectives of information allows for us to be able to innovate, preserve culture, preserve natural resources, and shape public policy or the way the world meets human needs for security, education, work, health, and well-being. There is so much we can learn from each other if we just listen and open our eyes to perspectives that are different from our own. Even to learn how to be good stewards of the land, how to share resources effectively, and how to survive in the fight against climate change, we can learn all that from indigenous communities who have been doing it for years. I was shocked when I read that although indigenous people 
only make up 5% of the world population, their traditional indigenous territories encompass 22% of the world's land surface, and they account for 80% of the planet's biodiversity. They are literally stewards of the land. And being a good neighbor to these communities and ones like them could literally help change the world. And finally, there are some ways you can be a good neighbor without any physical interactions at all. You can choose to conserve water and energy, choose to reduce, reuse, recycle, choose to walk or bike to your destination. You could pick up trash and litter on your run. You can vote. You could plant flowers or a tree. This one makes me think of the Warren Buffett quote, Someone is sitting under the shade today because someone else planted a tree a long time ago. You can start a group on Facebook that reaches people across the globe who are like you, connecting and learning from each other. And one of my absolute favorite local neighborhood treasures is the Little Free Libraries. It's a book-sharing movement where you take a book or leave a book from a little library that's kind of tucked away and looks like a large mailbox and operates on the honor system. So you can check where the closest one is online. And that's something I'm 100% wanting to implement in my own neighborhood. But I don't want to be blindly optimistic or unrealistic here. You know, we, we keep it real. We know that our global neighborhood is far from ideal. We aren't perfect and we don't all treat each other equitably like we should. Not everyone has the same opportunities. Some people don't have good safety, security, or air quality in their neighborhood. Some neighbors share out of necessity and survival instead of for the hope of a tin of brownies in return for a good deed. And we don't all act as good neighbors. We know that we are harming ourselves and the planet and the creatures that are on it. That's the harsh reality. But we can do something about it. We humans are resilient. We have shown that time and time again. We can fight for our neighbors who are vulnerable to have the same basic human rights that we experience without discrimination. We can push forward. We can learn, grow, and work towards being better neighbors locally and globally. We can save each other and the planet if we just try. We all know this change needs to happen. So I'm so glad that you're getting started right here with me in this neighborhood, Hometown Earth. Thanks for joining me, neighbor, and I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Sainford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.